Hey everybody, welcome to part two of uh, Peace to Build. So you heard in part one that this season of our church 2020, our vision is Peace to Build. And the emphasis is on build. So let me just do a recap about Peace to Build. We want to have peace, not that we can rest more and chill more. We want to have peace so that we can build. Amen? So last week, we talked about Nehemiah chapter 4. Remember that? The whole skit and the whole uh, drama of it all. And, and we said that when, when Nehemiah wanted to build the walls of Jerusalem, they had enemies. They were in a war and therefore he cannot fully build, not in his uh, uh, full capacity, not in his full productivity. Half of his manpower had to be on guard duty, on standby. And the, even the other half who were building, they had to build with only one hand. They were handicapped, one hand on a weapon and one hand on a tool, on a construction tool. So it, basically, they built with only one quarter of their capacity and productivity. And so I shared with you that, you know what, the best way to build is when we have peace. When God gives us rest from our enemies and we can build with our full capacity and full productivity. Amen? So you know what? So the hashtag is put down the weapons. This is the season God wants us to put down the weapons. God wants us to take up the tools and start building. But I just want to put in a clause here. Now, it doesn't mean that we run away from every fight. It doesn't mean that we become pacifists. There are some things that are worth fighting for. Some things like, like your integrity, your convictions, your morality, your faith. Those things we fight. We're not pacifists. But in other things, I have noticed that a lot of people get into fights, especially in relationship. It is not for those things, not the important things, but it's really out of ego, out of insecurities out of hurts and disappointments, and we fight those stuff. That's what we are talking about. A season of peace is that we are able to draw away from those kind of unnecessary fights so that we can focus, not be distracted, focus on fighting the right battles. Amen? So, you know, so what does this mean for you all personally? Well, I shared with you that Every person on the planet, we are concerned about the six F's, right? So let me go through. We are concerned about our faith. We're concerned about our family and friends. We're concerned about our finances, concerned about our health, our fitness, our future, fun to a certain extent. And for some of us, we have the seven F. We're concerned about food. <laughs> but you know what? Peace to build really is that we want to have peace in these areas of our lives so that we can build what is important. Build the church, the ministry. Build the plans and purposes that God has for you. So if you have no peace in your area of family and friends, you'll be distracted. If you have no peace in your finances, if you are often sick, you have no peace and worrying about your future, Guess what? It will be very hard for you to focus on building what is important, what God has in store for you. 
Amen? So, so I noticed this, that sometimes a lot of us, we are fighting in these areas, and because we're fighting in these areas, you've got to understand something. It's hard for people, for anyone, to fight on two fronts. You can only fight on one front. But if you have to fight on two fronts, you are often distracted. So it is to minimize it. So, so God wants to give you a focus to fight on one front and not on these areas. Amen? So today, I want to focus primarily on family and friends. To minimize fights and have peace in the areas of relationships. Amen? Amen. See, because relationships are the areas of our lives that very often brings us the most hurts, the most pain. It distracts us the most. You know, sometimes when you don't have money, you kind of uh, uh, can reduce your spending, you can budget. But how many of you, when you have problems in the area of relationships, it, it occupies your mind, you are thinking about it all the time, and, and emotionally it's draining. So this is one area that I believe God wants to give all of us peace. Can I have an amen for that? Amen. amen. So let's go to Genesis. Genesis 26, verse 19 to verse 22. And here we have Isaac. And, and let me read it to you. Isaac's servant dug a well and discovered a well of fresh water. In the desert, water is very important. Verse 20. But the shepherds from Gerar, they came and they claimed the spring and they said, this is our water, they said, and they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. What did they do? They argued. They argued over it. So Isaac named the well Isaac, which means argument. Verse 21, Isaac's men dug another well, but again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sidna, which means hostility. Verse 22, Isaac abandoned the second well and Isaac moved on and dug another well. This time, there was no dispute over it. So Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space. Do you notice something here? Isaac didn't fight over the wells. There was an argument in the first well. He didn't fight. He moved on. There's an argument in the second well. There was a dispute and he named it hostility, but he didn't fight. Now, Isaac could have felt, this is not fair. I found, discovered the well. I did all the hard work digging the well and you came and just take possession of it. You came in the second well Enough is enough. I'm going to fight you to the death. But Isaac didn't. Isaac moved on. The key word here is move on. And that's the word for many of you in this season. Maybe it is unfair. Yes, you did all the work. What they did to you is unfair. They argued with you and there is no reason nor logic. They were hostile towards you. Yes, God knows it. But you know what? God says, I have a third well for you. 
I have another place of open space for you. And you fight and fight and you don't move on, you will not find the place of open space. I believe God wants to give us open space this season in every area of your life. But we need sometimes to learn to stop fighting and move on. To put down the weapons and to move on. Amen? So listen, your silence doesn't mean your surrender. Your silence is not your resignation. Sometimes your silence is saying, you moving on. I am not going to fight you in this area. My silence is not my surrender. My silence is that I don't have the time nor the energy to fight with you. I am not even going to dignify your attacks with a response. I am just going to move on because God has something better for me. Amen? So, in this season, you need to have wisdom and discernment. You need to discern your relationships because some relationships you need to untie and some relationships you need to cut. So, which relationship to work on and which relationship to move on, to drift away, to fade away. That is the key, discernment. So in the next 10, 15 minutes, as you listen, run through at the back of your mind. I'm sure you have relationships that is always dramatic, there's always difficulty. You need to ask the Holy Spirit for that discernment, to untie or to cut or to Restore and reconcile. You see, to un- if you have a knot, to untie takes time. It is tedious. It's a lot of work. It's delicate work to untie. Sometimes it's easier to just cut. Sometimes it's better to restore. So only you know, only the Holy Spirit can lead you. Sometimes you need the time and energy to untie a relationship knot. Sometimes you just have to walk away, drift away and cut it because God has something better for you. You need to move on. Amen? Amen. So listen, how to help you in your discernment? Well, there are a few principles. Paul Scanlon says this, if their absence brings you peace, then you didn't lose them. If their absence brings you peace, you didn't lose the relationship, the friendship. So it is a clear sign when they are away from you, you have more peace. You didn't lose them. Amen? Winston Churchill says this, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Amen? In other words, sometimes you've got to ignore barking dogs. Sometimes you've got to ignore people who triggers you. Sometimes you just have to ignore, not be baited, not be dragged in, and move on. They will say things, they will do things that will trigger you, but you know that you have a greater purpose. You know that you need, 
You must not be distracted. You need to be focused on what God has in store for you. And God wants you to move on. Amen? So, let me continue with the story of Nehemiah. So, we talk about it in part one, right? It's very interesting. Let's go on to Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 4. Remember, there, there was enemies, right? So, let me read it for you. So, now it happened... When Sanballat, Tobias, and uh, Geshem, they were the enemies of Nehemiah, and the rest of our enemies, they heard that I had rebuilt the wall, that there was no bricks left in it, though at that time I have not hung the doors in the gates, that Sanballat, Geshem, sent to me saying, Come, let us meet together, let us talk among the villagers in the plain of Ono, when they thought to do me harm. So it was not a genuine meeting. It was, a, it was an ambush. It was a setup. It was a, a meeting that is disguised. All right? But look at verse 3. Nehemiah said, So I sent messengers to them. He will not go, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? So they sent me this message four times. And I answered them in the same manner four times. Do you see the wisdom of Nehemiah? Yeah. He understood that the enemies were trying to distract him to lay a trap for him, to waste his time. So they come in the guise of peace, in a, in a, in a disguise of we, let's talk, let's negotiate, let's work it out. But the hearts were not right. And Nehemiah said, I will not be distracted, I will not be baited, I will not be triggered. Why should I go and let the work cease? So, you know what? I want to put it to all of you. You got to have the confidence of Nehemiah. The best part of these verses here, you know what I like most? It is this verse. It is, I am doing a great work. You are doing a great work. I am doing a great work. We are doing a great work for God in our church, in our lives, in our zones, in a connect group. We are doing a great work. We will not be distracted. So there will be people who wants to distract you. There will be enemies and they may come in a form of peace, in a form of a, of, of a disguise. And they will come many times. Four times they come. But you got to be confident and say, I'm doing a great work. I have to go to church. I have to build the church. I have to build my life. I have to build my schoolwork. I have to build my faith. I am doing a great work. God has a great destiny for me. I will not go down. Why should I go down when my work stops? Yeah. Amen? Amen? I like it. I am doing a great work. Are you doing a great work? Yeah. Yes, we all are doing a great work. So listen, don't be distracted. Even though there is a semblance of a peace, sometimes their heart is not of peace, their heart is of war. Yeah. Amen? So Nehemiah is smart 
and wise, Nehemiah learned not to be distracted. He learned to not win the battle, but lose the war. See, sometimes you can win a battle, but really, you are distracted and you lost the war. God needs us to be focused on the main thing. Let the main thing be the main thing and let the minor things be the minor things. Sometimes we major on the minor and minor on the major. So we should let minor skirmishes, minor battles, let it be minor and walk away. Move on. So if you were hurt and disappointed, if people had been sarcastic to you, if people had insulted you, those are minor battles. Move on to the major battles. The major battles are your purposes, your plans that God has for you, your destiny, your marriages, all the important things, your faith. Fight those kind of battles. Amen? So you need to ask God for discernment when it comes to relationship in this season. All right? Bishop Broner says this, Peter was weak. Judas was bad. Peter, you restore. Judas, you release. So you need to understand who in your life, who are the Peters and who are the Judas. People will not be perfect. So I'm not saying you go and cut every relationship. No, Peter is not perfect. But Peter has a good heart. Peter wants the best for you. So he made a mistake. Peter, you restore. But Judas will sell you out. Judas is self-preserving, self-absorbed, selfish. So those kind of people you release. Amen? Amen. So you've got to discern, and when you have the right discernment, ask God, talk to your leaders about it, and then make decisions over some of these relationships. And when you do that in your schools, in your workplaces, and maybe even in your families, when you make relationship decisions like this, it will free you up to have peace on one area so that you can build on another area. Amen? Amen. But you know what's the hard part? Paul Scallon says this, it is easy to remove toxic people from your life. The difficult part is not feeling guilty about it. So the thing is this, you know, all of you are nice people. You are sentimental, you relate with your, your heart. And, and sometimes in relationships, I think that's, that's the hard part. That we are sentimental about the history, we are nostalgic. And so it clouds our judgment. So you need a bit of Holy Spirit discernment that yes, even though we had a relationship, we had good times, but you know what? I'm not being cold and clinical, but I have to discern. And if in this relationship, it gives me no peace, it's always drama, I'm always triggered, I'm always put into a fight, maybe I need to cut. Maybe I need to move on because God 
has a better relationship for you. So, so this works for some of us here who, I don't know, have a girlfriend, have a boyfriend. I don't know. Let God speak to you. Because some boyfriends and some girlfriends are like Isaac. Some are like Sidna. It's always hostility and always argument. Maybe there's a third well waiting. I don't know. But that's the season. You know it's a season for peace. You need the discernment to release or to restore and reconcile. Amen? Amen. And, and if you're wise, discerning, obedient to the Holy Spirit, and you have a season of peace, that will release you, that will unleash you to build what is really, really important in your life. Amen? Amen. Shall we pray? Yeah. Come, let's bow your heads, let's close your eyes. God, I pray, first of all, thank you for the great destiny you have for all of us, that we all have a great work to do. Hallelujah. And so we pray that we will be focused on doing those great works and will not be distracted. So Father, help us to move on. Help us to let go. Help us to put down our weapons and take up the tools. Help us to fight the right battles and win the war. So God, I pray that you give us discernment, you give us wisdom to know when to cut, when to untie relationships, but I also pray that we have the obedience and the courage to do it. So God, I know you have a great destiny for us. Let this area of relationship be sorted out quickly so that we have peace in this area so that we can build. Hallelujah. So thank you, Jesus. We pray for your protection and blessing and wisdom in our lives. We pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Everyone say, Amen. Amen. You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God. To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pastor Howe on Facebook and Instagram at pastor.howe or check out his website at www.pastorhowe.com.